Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All of this is part of our blueprint together for what America can be. This is Bidenomics, a plan to invest in America and build a future in which all people can truly thrive. It's a blueprint together. She then collapsed and had to be rushed off stage by paramedics. It was a tragic situation. We're hoping for the best. Godspeed, Kamala Harris. Godspeed. Well, happy Tuesday and uh, and welcome back. We are at 888-630-9625. You know, yesterday, one of the many things that we didn't get to because it was Monday and they gave us too much stuff was the U.S. women's soccer team. They're playing kick the ball, kick, kick. Uh, And uh, we had a couple of listeners call in, and they were on the big board, uh, but we were, you know, entangled in other topics. On the U.S. women's soccer team, I was talking about how they beat Vietnam, as Ted Kennedy would pronounce it, uh, the other day in uh, New Zealand, and... uh, and I watched a little bit. I, I, what I did is I, I hit it on the DVR, right? And then uh, my best girl and I, we went out and I came home on Sunday afternoon and then I was able to zip speedily through the, the uh, DVR of the women's soccer team. And every time I saw the score change, I stopped and went back a minute and then, you know, watched it. So I was able to watch the whole game in about uh, eight minutes or so. And um, it, was, uh, it was more fun that way. Uh, I was unaware of the U.S. women's soccer team players doing their anti-national anthem protest while representing the United States of America in international women's soccer. Uh, and they, they had that Megan Rapino person there with uh, purple hair or blue hair or whatever she's got now. And, and uh, she has uh, demonstrated in the past that she's not really on Team America, you know, world police, but she, she, uh, she's on the team, but I guess not playing. I mentioned that I didn't see her on the you know, she was running around hugging people, but I didn't see her kicking the ball. Kick, kick. But she, uh, um, you know, she's a protester from way back. And, and I never liked her. She's annoying. She's obnoxious. She's arrogant. She's ignorant. She's a Democrat, you know, a liberal, uh, self-described liberal, really a leftist. But in any event, a whole bunch of the split was 11, 11 man team, 11 woman team. Then uh, what, five... Um, there was the split was five to six of, uh, women on the team that put their hands on their hearts. And a couple of them looked like they were really into it and they were singing along or at least mouthing the lyrics going along and looked a little emotional representing their country and in, uh, New Zealand and the women's world cup, uh, kicking the ball. And, and I thought, well, that looks nice. But I, I finally looked at it, uh, at that uh, moment with the anthem and I said, wow, you know, I mean, they, these, uh, they just keep doing it. The left just keeps on doing it. The left, the 
Democrat Party of the left, uh, anti-American up the yin-yang. And uh, here we are, the women's soccer international competition, New Zealand World Cup, and um, they're protesting the anthem again because the Democrat Party, let's face it, that's the, uh, that's, uh, you know, you're looking for the one-word answer. The one-word answer is Democrats. That's, that's the thing about them. So uh, I saw that, and I was scratching my head and thinking, you know, do they deserve a boycott? What about the uh, women on the team who acted like normal people? Remember normal? We have remember normal gear and wear uh, and items at the Chris Plant store. Coffee mugs and T-shirts and hats. Remember normal. Uh, but the Democrat Party represents the opposite of normal. And they are really fundamentally... Um, Anti-American, just say it out loud. It's what they are. They, they prove it at every turn, every possible turn. They're also anti-biology, anti-biology, waging biological warfare against our culture with their notion of biological men and biological women, meaning men and, and women, uh, and trying to transgenderize all the, the children. I talked about a great one yesterday that I think is a lot of fun. Um, what if the school systems across the country were baptizing your children at school, liberals, lefties, godless, dog is your co-pilot crowd, Biden voters. Uh, what if in school they were baptizing your children rather than changing their genders? How about that? I think that's a, uh, I think that'd be a, a lot of fun. And, uh, and then you find out that the school board has a policy where you don't inform the parents but you've got atheists, you know, Democrat parents, who send their kids to public schools, secular schools, and, uh, and they learn that their kids have been baptized and they're being converted to Catholicism. Uh, and uh, now they're Christians, and you find, uh, instead of finding a copy of Gender Queer under their mattress with graphic depictions of man on boy and boy on man uh, sex, which the Democrats prefer, uh, you know, the party of Jeffrey Epstein and and the list goes on. Harvey Swinstein, Bill Clinton, you know, uh, Anthony Weiner, on and on. But in any case, you find, instead of finding gender queer under the mattress, which the Democrats are sending your little boys home with, you find a copy of the Bible. What is this? Democrats would protest. This is outrageous. They'd burn it or something, you know, in the backyard on the barbecue. And... Uh, uh, you say, well, uh, gosh, I've converted to Catholicism, mommy. Uh, and the Democrats would go absolutely bat guano crazy, as you might expect. And you got Muslim kids, Hindu kids, Jewish kids. And at school, they're converting them to Catholicism, baptizing them, and keeping it a secret from the parents. I think that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, the women's soccer team, the women's soccer team. And I was scratching my head. I was thinking, well, you know, about half the team is protesting the anthem. Uh, it does take a lot of the excitement out of rooting for them or uh, a lot of the motivation. Um, you know, you're going to root for this team that is a bunch of lunatic left anti-American protesters who are doing a poor job of representing their country, the United States of America. I think maybe they should be deported. They should play for the Cuban team, something like that. Then when they come here to play, they can defect. <laughs> but this is, look, this is about 
uh, 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 Michael, what is the explanation for this? Democrats. It's Democrats. Democrats is the correct answer. These young women have been raised by you know the Democrat dominated cult, dominated culture and educational system where they're raised on and weaned on anti-Americanism and anti-patriotism, and they're raised to believe that America is a terrible country, our founding is corrupt, and you know slavery in the 1619 Project, which is a, just a fatuous lie by a fraud uh, who's not a historian at all, but a, another left-wing radical who gets every award under the sun for lying about the United States, as long as you smear and slander the United States. And then these young women show up at international soccer competitions, and they're sneering, and if you look at their faces, a number of them are sneering. They're uh, anti-patriotic, not just unpatriotic, but anti-patriotic, anti-American. And it is, you know, the explanation is, honestly, the one-word answer is Democrats. Republicans didn't raise these spoiled brats. The the young women that are standing there with their, their hands on their hearts who are uh, you know, have te- tears in their eyes because, you know, look where they are. What an amazing opportunity. What an amazing experience in life. And, um, you know, they're fine. So, I, you know, I feel bad about, about them being on the team. But honestly, can we deport these little B-words? Because um, they, uh, they don't deserve to represent the country and they should be at a bare minimum kicked off of the team for their stupid, ignorant little protests. Just just saying, you know. So we got that. We got that going for us. <laughs> yeah, and I was, you know, because I, uh, I wasn't really up to speed on that yesterday, and I saw that there were listeners who had called in who were up to speed on that, and, uh, and uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah, uh, so we got that. Also, uh, Biden administration, the Biden, you've heard of them, the uh, Joe Biden administration, it keeps getting deeper and deeper for them on the Hunter Biden front. And uh, the Republicans in Congress are chugging along very slowly, kind of business as usual, have another closed door hearing on Monday with Devin Archer. That was supposed to be an open session and on camera, but now it won't be because, you know, the Republicans just don't know how to play hardball, you know, and uh, they're not bare knuckles brawler, uh, brawlers, uh, which is why so many of us, love President Donald Trump because he's a bare-knuckles brawler. And he, you know, the Democrats will just steamroll you every time in the New York Times and the frauds at CNN and beyond will steamroll you because they're just front groups for the Democrat Party, meaning the left, the Davos left, the, you know, the Gulfstream Guevaras and limousine liberals of the Democrat Party. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, the fight is on and, and uh, President Trump fights the fight I've got to say the Republicans in Congress have not, and there's some progress being made, and I'll, I'll take, and, you know, Kevin McCarthy, not the most articulate speaker in the history of, of the U.S. Congress, um, and Congressman Comer is getting stuff done, and, and uh, Grassley, Senator Grassley from Iowa last week did some good things releasing that, that 1023 form. We've all got to talk in terms of 1023s now, uh, and it turns out that that, uh, you know, all the lies, oh, none of this has been corroborated. Oh, really, like the Steele dossier, which was Hillary Clinton's big lie opposition research, but, but never mind that. Um, and, uh, and I've got updates for you on that today, because there are updates on that. It turns out that the Pittsburgh office of the FBI had corroborated 
uh, a number of elements in that 1023 form that the FBI has had rolled up and shoved into their dark and remote location for the last seven years. Oh, we haven't been able to corroborate everything. Another lie caught in another lie, another fatuous lie by the FBI, the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation, which we also have at the Chris Plant Store because you know, we came up with that. It was a listener that came up with uh, at least parts of that. Uh, the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation, we have our FBI wear at the Chris Plant Store as well. But um, <clears throat> we have updates on that because we're just lied to so often. It's, it's crazy. Now, it turns out the Biden administration has given a Soros-backed, George Soros-backed, that's anti-Semitism. You said the name Soros. Now, they want to destroy the state of Israel, the Democrat Party members of Congress, from the river to the sea, you know, the River Jordan to the Mediterranean Sea, push, push the Jews into the sea. Uh, the Democrats all over, the, the, the heroes of the Democrat Party in Congress want to do that. They're not anti-Semites, right? But if you mention George Soros, they yell at you that you're an anti-Semite. Biden administration gives Soros-backed group millions to teach young Puerto Ricans about toxic masculinity. <laughs> right? In fact, they even call it toxic masculinities, plural. There are multiple toxic masculinities, according to the Soros-backed, radical left, billionaire, uh, ill-gotten gains, Democrat Party frontman, not on the side of Western civilization or the Enlightenment. And the Democrat Party is leading the charge in the United States to drag us down. And they're uh, having a lot of effect. You know, they're, they're very busy. So we got that. Hunter Biden, you know, he's, uh, he's one of the world's great artists. He's Picasso, right? because he sells his paintings, uh, according to all the dealers, then it, it became a secret, uh, for more than certain Pablo Picasso paintings uh, have sold for. I'm Picasso! So Hunter Biden sold $1.3 million in art, which is uh, paint he blew through a straw. Everything with him is through straws. Have you noticed that? It's kind of a a recurring theme in the life of Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden sold $1.3 million in art, and one buyer was a major Democrat Party donor, a friend uh, of the Biden family, who was then appointed to a prestigious commission after buying Hunter Biden's useless, pointless art for way too much money. That's no problem. When you're a Democrat, that's just not a problem. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The Democratic donor who won Plum Biden appointment purchased Hunter Biden's paintings. Just a coincidence. The New York Times doesn't think there's anything to see there. Just amazing stuff. And uh, here's one from the Gateway Pundit today I want to share with you. Joe Biden will step down from office after a sudden medical emergency before weak and feckless Republicans muster up the nerve to impeach him. That's a strong headline. I like that. And you remember Joe Biden told us that he'd uh, fake an illness uh, when the day came. So interesting story from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, and Rudy Giuliani, former U.S. attorney in New York, broke the back of the mafia there. He weighs in on what kind of a case the Justice Department has against the Bidens. That's coming up. CBS News just wants, wants to put it all behind us. Shouldn't we just move on? CBS News says pretty amazing stuff. The uh, Devin Archer testimony suddenly changes. The Biden's new dog uh, is a vicious attack dog that does nothing but attack the Secret Service, too. 
another Democrat fakes a racist crime and is exposed, and then the media stops reporting it. That's coming up. Crime and homicides in D.C. and and subway turnstile jumpers. I've got an update there. A maskless churchgoer. An update there. Oh, boy, I've got a lot of news for you today. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, I'm Picasso. There's only one. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, Michael, let's go to the uh, telephones. Let's go to Helen calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Helen, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, I have a few quick comments on the um, uh, lack of participation of the team um, in uh, the sports team. Um, The soccer team, women's soccer and the anthem. Yeah, the soccer team. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I noticed the same thing that you did. The ones who did not participate, they look unhappy, they look miserable, and they look antisocial. Right. Um, but the one, yeah, they do. And the ones who look, the ones who did sing or participate positively, they look happy and they look socially well adjusted and excited and sincere. You know, so. Um, I think that uh, the whole team should watch the old Robin Williams movie, Moscow on the Hudson. <laughs> and, and that shows that America's not perfect, but it's way, way, way better than communism. Any, any single day, hour, or second, uh, you know, it, it, at any time, it is better than communism. And um, the last comment, and then I'm going to give you a question, uh, that my last comment is the parent and coaches are not instilling good values. Obviously Um, the, the kids don't know that they need to say no to counterculture. Um, And remember our parents used to always say, if everyone else jumps off the cliff, will you jump too? Um, But the parents here, they have a bunch of lemurs. They have lemur children Yeah, uh, is what I see. My, my question is, um, who even knows what are they protesting e- anymore? And I wonder, I really wonder by looking at their faces, do they even know what they are protesting? That is a, a great question, a great question, Helen. And, and I think we both know the answer. And that is, no, they've just been raised by lefties to be anti-American. And so they are. And uh, they're disgruntled and unhappy. So we, you know, we've got that at least. All right, now I uh, I do want to get to this soccer team thing because the U.S. women's national team 
as it's called, the USWNT, USWNT. You got to uh, pronounce everything like it's an acronym, right? And uh, some of the headlines from the last few days. Uh, Megan Rapino, who's a radical leftist, anti-American, disgruntled, uh, you know, commie, pinko, she, uh, uh, and uh, also looks like no fun at all. And, and uh, you know, naturally she's a representative of the LGBTQ spectrum. Is that a community? Is that a gated community that, that everybody lives in? So here is National Panhandler Radio with uh, their version of events because they love anti-American voices. And we pay them to, to spread those voices with our tax dollars. And the Republicans in Congress are too dumb decade after decade to stop funding NPR. You know, we don't need PBS anymore. There are like 400,000 TV stations. We don't need to fund the Democrat Party's propaganda network from coast to coast. But uh, in every big city and small hamlet, NPR, PBS. Uh, how many, I think, uh, turn on the TV with the antenna in Washington, D.C., and I believe I have four PBS television stations. That's no kidding. Four PBS television stations. And, uh, and then the radio stations, I think we have at least three NPR radio stations in Washington, D.C. that are suckling on the taxpayer teat, and I'm a taxpayer. Now, here's uh, National Panhandler Radio, NPR. Their headline from three days ago, Soccer Star, she's a soccer star, uh, I don't know. Uh, Megan Rapino says patriotism means demanding better of ourselves. Well, Michael Piercy and I agreed this morning that we demand better of her. Uh, I'm going to hold her to a much higher standard. And until she is held to a much higher standard, until she lives up to that standard, I'm sorry I can't uh, support her. I can't stand for her. I can't pledge allegiance to her. I can't. I cannot be a fan of hers because I demand better of her, just like she demands better of the entire nation. By the way, I uh, and our, our friend Helen uh, from South Carolina just called in. I, I noticed this last night when I was watching some news on the television, too. There is a habit among people uh, on the conservative side of the divide uh, to say, you know, hey, well, the United States, we've got a long way to go. We're not perfect. I'm I'm done with that. I'm not big on saying that in the first place. But here's the thing: we are perfect. Shut up. We've never nobody's ever been this perfect. No group of 330 million people in the history of the world has ever been as perfect as we are right now. And oh, a couple hundred years ago, bad things happened. You see, uh, Joe Biden is uh, uh, declaring a monument to Emmett Till, a teenage teenager that was murdered in 1955. All right. Uh, day before yesterday, a 13-year-old was shot while riding his bicycle in Chicago. Build a memorial to him. How many people killed over the weekend? I think uh, six. In fact, the murder rate in Washington, D.C. is uh, we're on track to have the highest homicide rate in 20 years. But uh, Joe Biden's not talking about that. And uh, Megan Rapinoe's not talking about that. So soccer star Megan Rapinoe says patriotism means demanding better of ourselves. I demand better of the U.S. women's national team, and specifically of Megan Rapinoe, even though she's not even playing because she's over the hill. But uh, they make her out to be a hero. You know why? Because LGBTQ. And since that came up and they can never stop bringing it up uh, like it's the most important thing ever, let me share this one with you. NBC Fake News. 2023 Women's World Cup, colon. They love their colons. 
a record 87 LGBTQ athletes will compete. That's the headline of the story. That's what the whole story is about, a record 87 um, out, out, because there might be more who just aren't out yet. A record 87 out LGBTQ. And I wouldn't that just be L? I mean, isn't that what we're talking about here? Unless there are men, are there men playing now? Are there, uh, because you don't really need all the, the you know, G is gay, uh, lesbians are gay, right? And uh, B, by, I don't know, maybe some, I can't say. But really, if you're, you're B, aren't you uh, also G? I think that, uh, and then T, well, look, L, G, and B are trying to distance themselves from T these days. And, and Q, I, I've got to say, C, G, all right? Because, there you go. But a record 87 out LGBTQ athletes will compete in the 2023 Women's World Cup. This is a big headline at NBC News. Is, is that really uh, any of my business? And, and am I terribly interested in this? Is this the most important thing? The uh, number of out athletes competing has more than doubled since the 2019 Women's World Cup. That's uh, four years ago, more than doubled. Democrats are making great headway here. Can you say headway in this, in this context? A record number of out LGBTQ athletes will compete in this year's Women's World Cup, which starts later this month in Australia and New Zealand. The story is from July 11th at, uh, at NBC Fake News. At least 87 out athletes. How many times are going to say that? Like uh, That's uh, four times so far. Out athletes will compete this year more than double the 38 out players who competed in the last Women's World Cup in 2019. They only play every four years. According to the LGBTQ sports website, Outsports. Outsports. Outsports noted that the number of teams has grown by a third from 24 to 32, but that the jump in the number of out competitors, quote, reflects the growth of acceptance, end quote, or something like that. You know, that's... a. Uh, Pretty amazing stuff. The number of out players at the Women's World Cup also continues to rise while there were no out LGBTQ players who competed in the Men's World Club Cup last November. So that's uh, well, you guys get to work on that. And uh, maybe we can get a lot of that going on. Um, the Fox News Channel two days ago headline, majority of U.S. women's national team, USWNT, uh, us went. Majority of us went remains silent as national anthem plays prior to Women's World Cup opener against Vietnam. Vietnam, communist country. And, uh, you know, the Democrats, they, they are still rooting for Vietnam. They're, uh, they're pro-Vietnam and anti-America, just like Jane Fonda, just like Hanoi Jane Fonda. Is Hanoi Jane on the LGBTQ uh, spectrum? She could be B, you know, could be B. She's been married a number of times, I know, to a number of different men. Uh, but the, uh, the majority of, of the uh, women's national team remain silent. Not only they remain silent. You know, I, uh, I've watched the video a couple of times, Michael, and I watched it again today, of the opening ceremony where the U.S. national anthem was being played and the Vietnamese national anthem was played. And the Vietnamese women, they had their hands on their hearts and they were all singing now they're commies that, you know, they might kill their families if they don't. Something like that, uh, because yeah, the Democrats really helped them out in the 70s. They 
They sure did. They were pro-communist. Um, and Hanoi Jane, going there imposing on the anti-aircraft gun with the commie pith helmet on and, and stuff. So here is the uh, audio of the anthem that uh, the United States national anthem playing in New Zealand with the open of the, uh, the World Cup every four years where women go kick the ball. And uh, the NBC News is very excited that, you know, I got it's like a hotbed of sex in the, in the hotel where they're staying because, you know, young athletes, um, uh, uh, almost everybody is, I guess, LGBTQQIA or, or something. So the United States women's national team's relationship with the national anthem has become complicated over the years. In the past, some members of the team have taken a knee as the song played during the kickoff uh, of a match, right? But when the U.S. women's national team lined up on the field prior to the start of their opening 2023 FIFA, um, I think it's FIFA, the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup match against Vietnam, the majority of the team stood during the playing of the Star Spangled Banner, although most of the players seemed to remain silent. They remained silent. They didn't put their hands on their hearts. And, and as Helen said, they looked just generally miserable and unhappy. The women that did put their hands on their hearts, they looked emotional like they were uh, absorbing the moment. And here they are at the World Cup. They're in New Zealand. They're representing their country. But lefties, they just uh, they want to self-immolate. So it sounded like this during the opening ceremony. And the women folk, they're uh, they're kind of uh, some of them are just looking aggravated and annoyed. A couple of them are like, oh, I'm supposed to put my hand on my heart, so they put their hands on their hearts. They're not being raised in a patriotic time in the United States, of America, but but several of them, I think five of them, had their hands on their hearts and seemed normal. At least one. A couple of them mouthing the lyrics. The camera's cutting away away to the audience where there are a lot of Americans with American flags and the Americans in the audience are singing the national anthem loudly. Big American flag hanging in the stadium. But a bunch of these punk brat kids, not all of them, mind you, and this is why I'm on the horns of a dilemma. Um, do I now say... You're dead to me, the whole team, because half the team is a gang of uh, brainwashed leftists that, uh, that are protesting. It's protesting the national anthem. That's what they're doing. So uh, five players placed their hands over their hearts and the, as the song blared throughout the stadium. Uh, but there were 11 players on the U.S. team, and six of the American female soccer players stood on the field, Eden Park in New Zealand, stood with their hands at their sides or clasped behind their backs as the anthem played, and uh, just looked disagreeable and disgruntled. And and I got to say, then you got that, didn't Rapino take a knee last time around? Is that what she did uh, four years ago? Because they only have these every four years. So four years ago, she was young and in the zone. Now she's over the hill and she's on the bench, you know, professional athletics and, and all that stuff. But the, uh, you know, Megan Rapino is easy to dislike. She wants people to dislike her because then she's a, 
you know, she's a victim. Right? Um, Some members have taken a knee as the song played in the in in the past, and and I gotta say, you, you know, you people, U.S. soccer star. I don't think of her that way. Megan Rapino became one of the first prominent female athletes to take a knee during the national anthem in solidarity with former NFL player Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, his silent protest against police brutality. You know, an unarmed black man is more likely. Um, there, what is the the number? First of all, the police kill more uh, uh, white people every year. They kill more unarmed white people every year than they kill unarmed black people. Uh, and uh, you are there are more people in the United States killed in lightning strikes every year than there are unarmed black people killed by the police. Now, if you're armed and you're killed by the police, that's you know it's uh, one of the roles, one of the very important roles that the police play in the United States, of America. But these people are. You know, and, and I just got to say, I, I have no use for you. And, and while I would, on the one hand, like to see the American team win and uh, do well and come home with the trophy, um, on the other hand, in order to have me interested in rooting for you and cheering for you, you have to not go out of your way to offend me in myriad ways. Is that too much to ask? And uh, that the answer to that question is yes, it is too much to ask. For the Democrat Party, that's too much to ask. So um, the Democrat Party raised these these anti-American, un-American young people, right? And I, uh, you know, I, I watched them the other day. I watched them, uh, you know, in speedy motion, and I watched them beat Vietnam. And I was thinking, oh, we, you know, we got to beat Vietnam, and it was three nothing, and that was good. And our team looked good. Uh, but, you know, fire these, these uh, maladjusted, malevolent, malignant leftists who disparage their country on an international stage while in a foreign country. It's New Zealand. You know, it's not North Korea. But nevertheless, they are doing the work of North Korea um, because they're, they're demonstrating their anti-Americanism. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I watch my uh, my best girl likes to listen to Megan Kelly sometimes, and Megan Kelly, former Fox News one, went on a rant about the soccer players yesterday, called them disgusting, their behavior disgusting, and Nikki Haley went after the women's team as well. Uh, former governor rips U.S. women's soccer for a national anthem decision. Now, I mean, it's not really something that I'm very inclined to engage in and watch in the first place, but I'd like to be able to root for our team. I just wish that the Democrat Party hadn't poisoned the well once again, as they do so frequently. So do they deserve to be boycotted, the U.S. women's national team? Uh, or is it, uh, you know, it's only, well, more than half of them, six out of 11 protesting the national anthem while representing our country. Hatui, I uh, I say, I uh, I may go back if there's a championship game, but I gotta say, you you kind of shut me down when it comes to being inclined to be a fan. So um, you know, I expect more of you, and until I get it, I'm not on your team. How about that? I've sweated through my suits, flop sweat through the whole rest of the show.
Now, Megan Rapino is a hero to the media, and she played well four years ago. She was much younger then. People Magazine, uh, June 29th, 2019, after the last uh, World Cup, Megan Rapino accepts AOC invite to visit House of Representatives. Uh, but she, uh, leading the team, refused to visit the White House because of Trump. I'm not going to the beeping White House, she said. Uh, F-word Rapino previously said about a possible visit with President Trump at the uh, Victory Parade in New York. She was also cursing up a storm and uh, yelling and screaming about, you know, uh, be better people, be nicer, while she was condemning people and cursing up a storm in public. We took so much on our shoulders yeah, sure you to be here today, to celebrate with you today. She took so much on. And we did it with a smile. The burden. No, you didn't. So do the same for us. Please, oh, I ask you. No, New York City, thing. you're the mother Yeah, get your uh, get your mamma jammas out there. Yeah, Megan Rapino accepts Alexandria Ocasio Cortez invite to the White House, but uh, refused and condemned and cursed about uh, President Trump. And she's still on the team, even though she's not playing him. And she said, "Well, she'd visit with Pelosi or with AOC, but and so she's a radical and a nutcase and a vulgarian and and a pig of sorts and and." Uh, you know, I, I, I got us, and she's still on the team even though she's not playing because she's a figurehead or something. And, and then six of the 11 players protest, in effect, the national anthem. And uh, I, you know, okay, done. Done with U.S. women's national soccer team in New Zealand playing in the World Cup. Sorry about that. And I'm sorry for the women that are normal. Remember normal for Pete's sake. This is your. Your Democrat Party. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, and, of course, in the media, Trump was the bad guy of the story because our media is so filthy, rotten, corrupt. Speaking of which, we've got uh, updates on the Biden organized crime family, Joe Biden uh, and uh, Hunter Biden. And I've got uh, interviews for you that, that I want to share with you that I couldn't get to yesterday and at least one case. And an update on uh, the U.S. attorney. In Delaware, oh, we hadn't been able to corroborate anything in the FBI's secret document from seven years ago. Turns out that's a lie, too, and we learned that yesterday. That's coming up. We'll update you on that and other crazy Democrat news. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.